0: not look like much. She's got it where it counts, kid. This is the Millennial
1: Falcon. I'm Josh. And I am John. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. So, Josh. Yeah. Josh. Yeah. You just told me something, and now I want to know your thoughts. Okay. You told me that you watched The Flash. hmm I have not seen it yet. hmm So don't give me spoilers. No. No but spoilers. What are what are your spoiler-free thoughts? Okay. Quick
0: spoiler-free review for The Flash. I loved it. Yeah? I loved it.
1: I also have a follow-up question.
0: It's probably it's definitely in competition for my favorite dcu movie i'd say like it was really good i know that's not saying a ton for some of these movies because a lot of the dc movies aren't really the greatest but in my opinion um but man the flash was good if um yeah i can't do any spoilers but it's very funny it was unexpectedly funny like, I knew there was going to be comedy in it because, um, like, I don't like Ezra Miller as a person, <laughs> really, but he did do a really good job at The Flash. I feel like I really like his Flash. Um, he's his, He's hilarious. Like, he does a great job um, doing this role. And, yeah, very, very, very funny. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my follow-up question was, did you feel any, like, awkwardness watching the movie, knowing... Ezra Miller scandals? No, no. Because I can kind of like, I'm kind of of the opinion that I can differentiate between the art and the artist. Oh, absolutely, I do too. And also, I don't feel bad about it because it wasn't just his movie. Yeah, like there was other people in this movie. Oh. There was yeah. cast, there was crew, and I'm not gonna boycott it because of one person when there's hundreds exactly. of other people that are, that made salary. Off exactly. TV, so. Hot take. I hate cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> I um that's hate. actually not a hot take <laughs> at least not for this podcast
0: i yeah not for this podcast i hate cancel culture i mean please come on like you just said separate the art from the artist i mean you can't just you can't you can't dismiss entire pieces of artwork that multiple people made and stuff just because one person you don't like their personal life or some some things that they did mm-hmm. that could be very wrong things sure but i'm not gonna go like grab my torches and Pitchforks and start coming after people because of things they did that I don't agree with and stuff. I'm going to watch this art piece and enjoy it for what it is.
1: I would agree with you. I also think, like, along with cancel culture, we have this thing, and I don't know if everywhere in the world, but especially North American culture, where... We put somebody on a pedestal. Like, oh, you're good. We're going to make you f- seem great. We're going to put you on this high pedestal. Yeah. And then the first mistake you make, even if it's just a small thing. Yeah. You just come, like, hurling uh, down. like You fair. just destroy you. <laughs> Everyone makes
0: mistakes, too. Like, as far as, like, okay, I'm not referring to Ezra Miller in this because I realize the mistakes you made were
1: quite I don't even know outrageous. all of it. But what I know, I'm like, oh, dude. I th- you I'm need pretty sure you it's need a to lot take of a bike. stuff. Yeah. mean, like, like, you need to go work on yourself, take a break from acting, and just reflect yeah. and grow.
0: Yeah, like, but like when people are like doing stuff where like, especially when it's stuff like, hey, five years ago, 10 years ago, you said something that was slightly racist or was slightly this and that and stuff, but like you look at their character now and they're fine, like they don't do that kind of stuff anymore or they've matured or this and that. You can't hold people for their past mistakes. I just really don't agree with that.
1: We just lost like five listeners. (laughs) But okay, in in seriousness though, like you even look at the way movies in the early 2000s, even into the 2010s were made. Mm -hmm. Like to just put it bluntly, like racist humor, homophobic humor. Yeah. Homophobic humor. Humor. humor, Humor. Huber. All that stuff was just a huge part of movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, now that stuff wouldn't be made into movies now. No. But that was just how, like, that was the culture then. It was, so, yeah. I just find it unfair Yeah, to, like, oh, in 2007, when all these, like, raunchy movies were super popular, mm-hmm. you said this thing that in today's society is not a, permissible, mm-hmm. but in that time was okay. Like, you, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, sure, maybe there needs to be, like, a, hey, I know yeah. this is how I thought, and I... Repented of that if you're a Christian or like yeah. I've turned around from that. Like, I don't agree with what I said. Yeah. I feel bad about it. Like, but that's so far removed from where we are today. Exactly. Like, sure. Does there need to be like, okay, do you need to think about that and like grow from it? Sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not going to say, hey, you need to be like banished from the earth oh my no, gosh. forever.
0: No. Like, people, people adapt with the culture. Like, like you said, back in like the 90s and Early 2000s and stuff like that, making all these, like, inappropriate jokes was kind of what everyone's doing, and that doesn't make it right. I get that. I'm not saying it's okay to make racist yeah. jokes. Like, I still
1: would, uh, I would say that. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's right. It's
0: not right, but you can't blame people. People I don't I mean in context right everything's in context like I'm sure there are some specific cases out there That's like yeah, that's like really terrible It and also things like, like that it but, also
1: depends on the severity. Sorry. I interrupted you Yeah, now. but
0: like for most of these people that I'm thinking of that like you see them being canceled on the internet because of some like tweet They made ten years ago like James Gunn and things like that Like oh my gosh, you can't do this. Come on people grow up like if you were to rape me On some things I said when I was a teenager, and you would, like, judge my character for things I said as a teenager, I would be mortified. Like, not that I was some teenager with a big mouth or anything. I was a pretty good kid. (laughs) But I'm sure I made some inappropriate jokes and stuff when I was a teen.
1: Well, there was things that were were just commonplace to say. Like, I don't know. I have a specific example. I don't know if I'm going to give it because it might – I don't want to risk it. But (laughs) – Things that we would say just as slang or mm-hmm, just as like mm-hmm. passing phrases yeah. that in today's society are not permissible and yeah. also rightfully so because uh-huh. they're they're harmful and they're bad things yeah, to say yeah. was just allowed. Uh-huh. And it was just a normal part of culture. Yeah. And it's like, like a now, whole other podcast now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, maybe we'll do an episode on this. This was just supposed to be a fun open, and then it turned into a conversation. I just want to hear about The Flash, and then I got to <laughs> Uh, Yeah. Yeah, maybe one day we will dive into some of the more of these serious topics. But as a Christian, I also just my final thought on this. As a Christian, yeah. I don't believe that you should just permanently cast somebody no. aside. No, no, no Like, no, there no. is always hope. There's always redemption. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's a part of the very fabric of Christianity. Yes. That I hold dear to. So. Yeah. I, I practice what you preach is what I'm saying. Exactly. Like,
0: love me or hate me, I always forgive people. Like, that's just the kind of person I am in, in things. Like, I'm going to forgive people for things that they did that were wrong. Even if it was relatively recent, I'm not going to purposefully have malice and, like, wish for people's careers to die and all these little things because they made mistakes, especially if they're, like – um repentant of those mistakes like you said like are they sorry for what they did or they don't like it's like oh i shouldn't have done that yeah my bad like if that's the attitude they have and they wish they wouldn't have done these things especially in those cases we gotta forgive these people come on we're humans
1: (laughs) i will say though not to say canceled like no don't get canceled but there are scenarios where like actors or even pastors or like any vocation any like well-known person things come out about them like yeah, I think there are scenarios. What I'm trying to say is there are scenarios where like, hey, maybe you need to go away for a while and take a break yeah. from acting or whatever job you're doing that's yeah. well known. Yeah. And just like go away out of the spotlight, mm-hmm. reflect on yourself, grow Definitely. and come back hopefully better.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, for sure.
1: I feel like because I, 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 I mentioned that because I don't want to make people assume we're just on the extreme of like just always forgiven. There's never any consequences. There are consequences. You do have oh, to be yeah. careful what you say. I just don't like the like oh we're just going to exile you now. We're no, going to hate no. you now. Like especially That's in my
0: cases where there's like criminal things involved. Yes. Like <laughs> I'm not trying to say all criminals shouldn't be like brought to justice. Oh my
1: gosh, it's like a totally No, there's mercy thing. and there's justice Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're, like use both. Don't pick yeah, one. For
0: real. Yeah. Yes. People that have done crimes or done things that are just like completely outrageous. Yeah, they need to have their consequences. Like, they need to go to jail if that's necessary or pay their fines or whatever it may be and stuff like that. They need justice. But we also just, as a people, need to be, like, ready to forgive people that need to be forgiven. I
1: don't know. Could talk about that for a long time. (laughs) Anyway, what are we talking about today? Well... Now that we're done, 10 minutes of ranting about, Was that 10 minutes? I
0: don't know. It was like That's maybe funny. eight minutes, eight to 10 minutes. That's funny. Uh,
1: what are we actually talking about today, John? We are talking about Star Wars Clone Wars episode, or season three, episode three. And then we are also talking about season one, episode two. Episode one. Episode one. Sorry.
0: Yes. So season, season 3, Episode 3, Supply Lines, and Season 1, Episode 1, Ambush. Yes. C- of the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. Continuing our Star Wars rewatch on the Clone Wars. Uh, last episode, we had Tom Kane come on the podcast. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Tom Kane. Not really. You know we're joking. Uh, come on the show and give our little intro. I think we're going to do that again. yeah I think, I think that was fun. So take it away, Tom. Psst. A world under siege. The separatists have launched a massive offensive against the planet Ryloth A blockade of deadly battleships has cut off any support for the dwindling Republic defenses. Though they have fought valiantly with the help of Twilek Freedom Fighter Cham Sindula, hope is fading for Jedi Master Die and his men as the droid army closes in. And we're back.
1: Wow, Tom, thank you so much. That was excellent. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Always great job as
0: usual. Uh, John, do you want to go ahead and give the official description of this episode, and we'll get right into it.
1: Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Ryloth is under siege. Trapped on the surface, Jedi Master Die rallies the local forces with the help of... How do you say this? Cham or com?
0: Uh, I would say Cam.
1: Cam Syndulla. Desperate oh, to save them. Yeah. The Jedi Council dispatches Senator Bail Organa and Representative... Ew. Jar Jar binks to the planet Tordaria, (laughs) where they are to convince the neutral region, King Katunka, to send aid to Ryloth. Bale and Jar Jar must convince Tordaria that their cause is just before it's too late. Trade Federation envoy Lot Dodd attempts to prevent the Tordarians from giving up their neutrality. Neutrality. Katunka follows his conscience and secretly... Aids the Republic, which Jar Jar is able to keep secret from the snooping Trade Federation agents with his inimitable distractions. I will never not let my hate for Jar Jar Banks be known to the world. <laughs> all that thing, all those things I said about cancel culture does not apply to Jar Jar. Wow,
0: no, Jar Jar needs to reign supreme. Jar Jar will forever hold my heart.
1: You should give that to Jesus instead. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> clearly i really don't like jar jar he's fictional i'm allowed to hate him okay
0: so basically uh this is one of those good political episodes yeah. um i i really like star wars politics we've talked about this yeah. i'm thinking i, a little I, bit I like that but,
1: aspect of the of the star wars universe. yeah it, it's so funny because i
0: hate real politics but i love star wars politics i just find it fascinating um all the stuff so we have uh, lot dodd lot dodd right mm-hmm. yeah uh lot Dodd comes to – are they on – they're on Tridaria, right? Like, that's where – yeah, because they're going – they're talking yeah. to the Tridarian king and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're
1: on the planet Tridaria, um, and they want to send aid to
0: I'm saying Tridaria. Toy-Daria. Yeah. Toy um, yeah, they're talking to the Tordarian king and stuff, and it's basically, like, the Republic versus the Separatists <laughs> is kind of what's going on. This episode – Overall, I really enjoy this episode. I think it's it's fun. Uh, I like the politics, like I said. There's a lot of elements of this episode, and I admit, with the Jar Jar stuff, that is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Not to skip ahead too much, but since you brought it up. So this episode was really good. Mm-hmm. However, the Jar Jar distracting them. Maybe yeah. we should get into this in, later once it makes more sense. But King Katunko... Secretly agrees to... Well, we already covered that in the description. Yeah. King Katunko secretly gives them permission to to send aid to Ryloth. Yeah. And Jar Jar just basically distracts them as the ship is leaving. As they're in this meeting, he distracts all the the Trade Federation people and everybody in this meeting from seeing the ship take off. By doing the weirdest, like, plate-spinning art dance, interpretive Mm -hmm. dance Mm -hmm. thing... And I'm like, okay, this episode was really good. And I'm a person that c- comedy definitely has its place, but this yes, just took me out of the moment. It does. It just, it kind of was a sore spot in the episode for me. <laughs> it was. And I I'm totally not just agree. saying that just because it's Jar Jar. No, I agree. I love
0: Jar Jar. And, okay, let me say this. I love Jar Jar in the movies. Mm, yeah. Jar Jar in the Clone Wars. Like, this is not one of the only episodes where Jar Jar just does absolutely ridiculous stuff. Like, this is the first Clone Wars Jar Jar episode, right? Like, this is the first introduction, at least in our uh, rewatch.
1: That's the first Um, thing in my
0: notes, is
1: the return of my least favorite character. The
0: return of Jar Jar, who comes as a delegate of the council, or no, of um, basically the Republic.
1: The Senate, right?
0: Yeah, the Republic Senate. So it's him and Senator Organa that come uh, representing the Republic Senate and stuff coming, um, and yeah, Jar Jar is ridiculous. Uh, I have notes here. Jar Jar, like I know we are kind of skipping ahead to this point, but we're already talking about it. Jar, Jar is normally a really clumsy character, right? That's always what he's been known as, and then all of a sudden he has this incredible dexterity to spin like stacks and stacks of plates on sticks. <laughs>
1: I, think it, I think it would have been better if they just all fell Yes, like, I would have been like, okay, that's classic Jar Jar. Yeah, but this maybe that's why this took me out of the moment so much because it uh-huh. felt so like out of place.
0: That's what took me out is like, okay, so all of a sudden this is actually like serious skills and yeah. stuff. Like Jar Jar is just pulling off this incredibly talented spinning plates act, and none of them fall, and it's all great and everything. It's just like, wow, that was that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't even know if we mentioned this, but he's doing this to distract the uh, like. uh Todd or not Todd, Lot Dodd, Lot uh, Dodd, distract Lot Dodd and his, um, you know, the people trade from his trade federation yeah, homies. Yeah, trade federation homies. That's a great way to put it, uh, and stuff because they are secretly bringing a relief ship uh, from Trade Area with supplies to Ryloth. Um, I don't even know if we really talked much about it. I know it's kind of mentioned in the description, but uh, basically on Ryloth, the Separatists are attacking. Uh, Ryloth to basically take over the planet, um, it seems. I never really fully understand that part of, like, what are they trying to do
1: on Ryloth? That's the one thing about Star Wars where they, like, that I've noticed a lot in the movies and now in the show, too. They kind of just, like, throw you in in the middle of what's already happening. Yeah. Like, they don't just, like, like a lot of movies, there's a slow buildup to to the events. But mm-hmm. Star Wars kind of just, like, drops you in. Yeah. Which I'd like. I like it, but it can be a bit confusing.
0: Yeah. It's like if you want every detail mm-hmm. <laughs> of explanation, sometimes you don't get it in in those things. Because like the Ryloth people, the Twi'leks or whatever. That's they... how you say it, right? Twi'lek. Mm. Twi'leks, Twi'leks. Uh, Twi'lek. Twi'lek, I think. Yeah, I think that it was how I was supposed to say. Uh, the Twi'lek people, the tailhead guys, the Whoa, aliens. Oh, that's offensive. Sorry. That was a racial slur for Twi'leks.
1: Better cancel Josh.
0: Get him <laughs> uh, out of here. The Tailhead, <laughs> Twi'lek people, uh, They, this is their planet. This is Ryloth. This is their planet. Uh, there's clones and Master Die, who's one of the Jedi. Uh, he's like that super cool Jedi with like the bones sticking out of his face and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to mention him because I thought he was a really cool character. He I like him. He was
0: really cool. Like there's some really cool like his voice, talented action. His
1: voice was just iconic. I love I love Yeah, the way they actually, him. I wanted to make a note of that because I'm pretty sure it's
0: someone relatively famous that voices him, wasn't it? Yeah, I can pull it up. I have IMDb. Um,
1: I have IMDb Master open. D.
0: Oh, no, it wasn't. Well, I don't know this guy anyway. Robin Downs? Never heard of him. I don't recognize his face. Um, the guy I was thinking of is the guy who voices King Katunko.
1: Yeah, he's pretty well known. Brian well-known. George.
0: Yeah. I don't know his name, but I know his face. Like, If you saw his face, you'd probably recognize him from something. Um, I think he's done like a lot of TV and stuff like that but uh voice acting I guess is a big thing cuz he plays King Tinko.
1: Okay, I'm looking at a picture of uh Ahmed Best, the guy that does Jar Jar. Yeah. His face just doesn't match the way he does the voice. Like this <laughs> he doesn't look like he could his voice would go that high no. p- pitched. Like props to Ahmed Best for being a uh-huh. great actor but You don't look like you would be nearly as annoying as Jar Jar.
0: This isn't exactly spoiling anything necessarily, but in one, I don't even say which one, in one of the live action TV shows, Amon Best makes a cameo appearance, not as Jar Jar, as an actual Jedi, Mm -hmm. but like he plays like, he's not like an alien, you know, he's himself. And it it looks cool. He does a really good job at that role. But Because it's funny. Yeah, you're right. His face doesn't match the voice. He he makes it like a funny-sounding voice, right? So obviously he's not some weird, lanky guy who you'd kind of think of. um, But,
1: I mean, hey, props to Ahmed Best. Like, he does (laughs) – I don't like the character, but he voices him well. Like, he did a good job. Oh, he does. He does a good job. Yeah. (laughs) The the, the voice actor for um, Mace Windu, Mm -hmm. Terrence Carson –
0: yeah, he does Mace Windu for all the seasons nice. of Clone Wars. He does
1: really well. Like he, he really matches um, Samuel Jackson's yeah, voice. Yeah, he, he, he does. He does really well. Um, the, Star Wars Clone Wars has some great voice actors.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of fun like cameos and stuff yeah. from big vo- bigger voice actors, especially as the season like or the show starts really going and
1: stuff. Yeah, but. I know we mentioned it, and I think almost every episode of Clone War- that we've done of Clone Wars, but like. Like I said Star Wars has just some great voice actors like oh, Co- yeah. Corey Burton fantastic Breed, uh, uh Matt Bra- Lanter Bradley Baker Bradley D Bradley, D. Bradley, Bradley Baker. Baker oh my god phenomenal like yeah definitely Here's my here's a, just a side question mm-hmm. Did Bra- did D Bradley Baker get paid one salary or like a thousand because he has like <laughs> so many different clone voices That's
0: an excellent question I would imagine he is probably one of the highest paid People on the whole show, I would guess. As I would guess that. I don't know that for sure, but I I, he would. I don't know if I would would say highest, but I I, he definitely deserves a lot of recognition. The amount of time this guy has put in Mm -hmm. to this show, he's put in more time than any other actor for sure in this show. With the amount of voices he's done,
1: Um, like and he does it so well every Mm -hmm. time, every episode I've seen so far, he does phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Master D is Master (laughs) Die is. On Ryloth with the clones attacking the separatists or trying to basically ward off the separatists in time for Jar Jar and um, uh, Senator Organa to basically convince the king to give a relief ship. Yeah. That's what's happening. That's the plot.
1: Yeah. So, Master Die, they're like, if they don't get some kind of relief, they're kind of screwed. They're probably going to die. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. The Twi'leks tailheads are dead.
1: But not. Oh, you know what I forgot? Yeah. This episode made me sad. Why? <laughs> because I love Master Die, and then Master Die dies. Dies. <laughs> yes. And I spoilers. was Spoilers. Like, "Well, okay, yes, yeah, spoilers." But well, it was like, "It's always spoilers." <laughs> oh man, like, oh, I love I him. Like, it was just what an honorable way. Yeah. Like he he, just died as a true Jedi. Yeah,
0: he went down. Like went down the fight, yeah, down, like, went down oh fighting. Man. Yeah. and the
1: clone that was with him too, I don't remember mm-hmm. his name, but like they did good yeah on can't you remember fellas. good on you,
0: yeah they they did a good, it was like you said, like it was really cool, lightsaber fights and stuff too, like just like the way he was defending all the people and stuff, he did a really yeah. good job um at all that like that or like the animators, I should say, <laughs> yeah, the actor did a good job, no, the animation team did a really cool job at just all that fight scenes and stuff, um. One comment here. It's cool to see the Tridarians or the The Toydarians be like you get to see their alien species a little bit more aside from Anakin's slave master.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was weird because I really hated Watto. Yeah. But I really like King Katunko. Yeah.
0: It's hilarious because like in the opening of – well, maybe not the opening, but uh, King Katunko talks about how the Toydarian people – are people of honor and compassion, and about how they're like <laughs> their funny. their people are so compassionate, and that's why because they want to remain neutral. They don't want to take either side. They don't want to take the separatist side. They don't want to take the Jedi side. They're like, hey, we're we're people of compassion. we but we we try not to basically get into the fights. We want to stay out of all the fights. That's why they're like there's this debate of whether or not they should send relief because they're like we don't want to get in between this war and stuff. But um, <laughs> There's people of compassion. The only Tordarian that we really know well up until this point is Watto, who was a slave master. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no. So much for a compassionate I think that's species. Also
1: but a huge reason why I I didn't trust him right away until the end of the yeah. episode where he's like, I'm gonna help you, but just keep a secret. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I was like, No, I don't trust this guy to do the right thing. Just because of Watto.
0: I, I mean, i seen it before, right? So I knew. But, um, yeah, it is so funny. I guess it just goes to show that you can't judge a species by one person. Yeah,
1: kind of how we said in the beginning of the episode, <laughs> I can't cancel him.
0: <laughs> you can't cancel the Tordarians just because of Watu. <laughs> oh, fun fact here. The uh, Twi'leks and, um, like, uh, Master Die they are riding, and you haven't seen The Mandalorian, right? No. So, fun fact for Mandalorian fans out there, the blurg. they're riding the same like alien creatures that they ride in season one of The Mandalorian. Like so, the
1: exact same or just the same species?
0: Same species of like aliens. They're yeah. basically like giant alien horses kind of thing, but they look nothing like horses and they're big and stuff and they got massive teeth and, and all that stuff. But uh, the Blurk is what they're called. And that's what they're writing. I just thought that was fun to kind of see them. Um, like this came out way before The Mandalorian. Um, so we definitely get to know the Blurg originally through this show a little bit because it does show up multiple times. And I mean, they're in Star Wars culture, so they're in like the comics and different things like mm-hmm. that too. But um, I just thought that was fun because I know them from The Mandalorian because they make a big point of this alien being difficult to ride and stuff. But the, the Twilight people, this seems to be their amount of choice so I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah the only other thing I really had to say about this episode, which you already talked about, is how Master Die dies and stuff to save yeah. the Ryloth people. That was all. Gave we, his we life. Cr- so,
1: oh, sorry. Gave, I interrupted you there. Oh, that's okay. Say it again. He gave
0: his life to save the Ryloth people so they have at least another day of food. Yeah, <laughs> It's like hopefully those rations go farther. That was
1: my question at the end of that episode. It was like, yeah, okay, cool. You have a you have time, which is great. Uh huh. What are we doing after this? I don't know. Well, I guess that kind of goes in the next episode where. Yeah, where, ambush um, comes after this. Where like they're they're doing they're gonna talk about creating. A partnership. Yeah, to be able to send aid. So.
0: All right. Any other comments about this one before we get to ambush?
1: I like that there's no Jar Jar in ambush. Wow, that is not about this episode. I just have to make my hatred for Jar Jar known <laughs> at all. At all counts.
0: All right, let's get into the ratings. Animation. There is some really cool, like, choreography animation in this, like, versus just some of the typical episodes. Um, I'm gonna go six point seven on this one
1: for animation. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous animation. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I gave that a 7 out of 10. I think that's normally for almost everything Clone Wars, I've given it roughly around a 7. Yeah. Because you're more into that, and I mm-hmm. can, like, I just notice it when it's either really great or really bad. Yeah.
0: So far, so, Clone Wars Sort a
1: 7, usually for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So far, the Clone Wars has been kind of like a 6.5 to 7 range for me yeah. so far. Acting. I thought acting was fine. Yeah. 7.1 for me.
1: Um... This is where it gets personal. There was only one thing that took me out of it. Jar Jar. Yeah. Yeah. But I, honestly, I already said he does great as voicing him. So for acting, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10.
0: 7.5.
1: What did you give it again? 7.1. Yeah.
0: Uh, character development. Not a lot of things to develop, really, in this episode, I don't think. Like, you. they introduce a few new characters in this like that we haven't seen yet in the clone wars but i don't know there's not really a ton of development i gave this a 6.5 i thought it was fine like it wasn't bad there, there was nothing that like i met I, there was no characters that i met in this that i wanted more from to understand the plot like to be able to really embrace the plot there there's very little more i really wanted from this so i just kind of gave it an average score of 6.5
1: so that was me yeah. anyway. I'm going to fight you a little bit on this. Okay. So I give it a 7.7. 7. Ooh, okay. Um mainly because I really liked the introduction of Master Die. Mhm. Uh, again, said this a lot. Very sad when he died. Uh I, I was like I was quite sad. I also really enjoyed the introduction of King Gatunko. Yes. So that was really the only big reasons why I gave it a 7.7 yeah like I said other than that there's really no like huge main characters that get developed Uh a lot uh huh
0: like you get a you get to just see like Senator Organa in action a bit just like you know debating in a council format and stuff um or political format rather um so like that's interesting to kind of see him continue to do that but we already know that at this point and stuff we know that character I I feel like or Dewey. Have we seen a lot from him? I'm trying to think if I'm
1: No. But okay, now I have just a side question about him. Uh-huh. He must be quite young at this point yet. Uh because he he goes on to like spoilers, but he they adopt Leia. Mhm. They're much older at that point though. So he must be quite he must be quite young at this point.
0: I imagine he's like in his 40s. Yeah. That's what in my head, that's kind of what I picture of him as, but I don't actually know. Yeah.
1: Early 40s makes sense.
0: Dialogue. 6.4. Oh, wow. Um, again, I, I gave it 6.4 because I thought there wasn't really any, like, lines in this. I was like, ooh, that was a well-written line or anything. Nothing stands out. I didn't have any yeah. quotes. Like, basically, if I don't, like, if I'm watching this, there's no, like, quotes that really stand out to me. It's not really yeah. going to go into the seven territory for me. Um, but it was, there's no lines that really pulled me out either. So kind of just average again. So 6.4.
1: Yeah. I gave it a 7.2. Yeah. For probably the same reason. It was just run of the mill average.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I almost want to, I'm not going to do it cause I already said it, but now remembering the, um, Jar Jar distraction fiasco, uh-huh. I almost want to lower it. I'm not going to, but I want to, but I'm not going to. <laughs> for dialogue because that's not fair yeah. it's just me being spiteful of Jar Jar
0: <laughs> I really
1: don't like him yeah I know
0: <laughs> I, that's a plot thing for me that it goes down uh, for plot for that but for sound design before we get to the plot sound design again straightforward 6.5 nothing special yeah. here just, okay. just good
1: so my average I guess is about seven seven 7.5 so that, that, I gave it a 7.5 yeah, yeah. So that's my av- that's I gave it a yeah. higher rating than you did, but for the same uh-huh. reason.
0: Yeah, I think we've already established that your ranking yeah. on average is just higher than mine. Yeah, how you, how you view the scale of. But average so scores. the interesting
1: thing is, my averages my averages are higher, but when I really don't like something, I really go <laughs> you, low. You dig I it? I dip. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm trying to be more subjective. Yeah. And You're just it. better. I'm I'm just I'm just better. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to say at all about sound design in this, 6.5, fine. Yeah. Music was fine, everything, it was fine. Um, plot, here we go. You what? Are you said 7.5, didn't you, for mm-hmm. sound? Um, I gave the plot a 6.9. I really, really like the story of this. The Jar Jar spinning plates thing brought it below the seven for me. <laughs> John's laughing over here.
1: What? Can you just edit this out? Because it was just 6.9 that made me laugh.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> don't include wow. this. I beg you not to include this. Wow. He's going to include this, isn't he? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I demand that you don't. We'll see if I can even manage that <laughs> to cut it out. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I promise I'm mature. <laughs> yeah, so the spinning plates brought it below.
0: Seven for me. No. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, that whole scene was just was, – it was really silly. Honestly, like those scenes, there's plenty of scenes like that throughout Clone Wars where there's just – it's just silliness going on. But if you really think about it, even the movies have moments where there's just really silliness going on. Mm-hmm. And I think especially with the Clone Wars specifically, they're trying to appeal to the younger audience too. Clone like,
1: Wars definitely plays it up a little more. Like even with yeah. the with the droids – Oh yeah, <laughs> they get they get silly. Oh yeah,
0: all the droids have a personality and stuff all of a sudden, and they're like,
1: "There's no Jedi here. There's just explosions." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: oh yeah, the the droids. Honestly, I wish we would like collect lines from these droids or something, and just like one of these days, just go through all these ridiculous droid lines. Um, yeah. I think that'd be funny because fun. because they're they do make me laugh sometimes. Uh, But the Jar Jar Silliness stuff, I think it really just appeals to the kids and stuff in those moments. Because you think about it, little kids that would watch this show, like, you know, like grade schoolers and stuff, that would be funny for them. Like, they would really enjoy that. Yeah, understandable. And and stuff. So I get why they include this. Because this is, at the end of the day, a target audience (laughs) is kind of kids and teenagers, right?
1: Well, now I'm like, I'm seeing now on that note. I think they're trying to target a, a wide range of different audiences, uh-huh. like the people that grew up on it, yeah. People that are still young. Well, you kind of have something for everybody. As the seasons
0: progress, I feel like the maturity of the target audience grows with it and stuff. So we'll yeah. we'll get to that point. But um, yeah, six point nine for me. I, I I really just enjoy the the whole like political stuff. That's why it that that's what kept it up for me was just the political debate stuff really enjoy that so 6.9 what'd you give it
1: i gave plot not much higher i gave it a 7.2 7.2 okay not any lower
0: because of the jar jar stuff no wow
1: the rest of the plot was good enough (laughs) that i didn't like hold it against it all right here we go so
0: my average score is a 6.7 josh
1: score what did you you give it sir so my average score is
0: 7.3 7.3 all right so that gives
1: what was your 7.1 6.7 oh yours was 6.7 yep oh wow that was a bit that wasn't a, quite a difference
0: oh that's funny so that gives the average score for the millennial falcon review of supply lines a 7. Point <laughs> flat seven out of ten. Yeah. I think that's fair.
1: Yeah that's fair. Seven out of ten.
0: So you give it a seven point three, yeah. right? Yeah. Um all right, that is a review for supply lines. Now, because they kind of cover the same these plots really go together, let's cover Ambush.
1: Season one, episode one. We first released episode. Of Clone Wars. And this was the first one I ever watched, actually, because I started out of order, apparently.
0: Oh, yeah. You started this and then I texted you like, hey, you got to watch that. in the right order, right? Like we're
1: watching chronological. Um, Which would have been really funny if you were like <laughs> prepared for an episode and I was over here like super excited to talk about Ambush and yeah. you were talking about a whole other episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about Ambush. Season one, episode one. Back to the beginning. The first yeah. ever Clone Wars episode, other than the movie <laughs> uh, that came out. So, uh, kind of funny to just get back to.
1: I know. Now we're now at the beginning.
0: Yeah, now they're at the beginning. And yeah. as we go, we're just going to continue finishing off yeah. season one from here. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Tom Kane, take us away. A galaxy divided by war.
1: Peaceful worlds must choose sides to face the threat of invasion. Republican separatist armies vie for the allegiance of neutral planets. Desperate to build a Republic
0: supply base in the system of Tadaria, Jedi Master Yoda travels to secret negotiations on a remote neutral moon.
1: Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Pleasure as
0: always. So, let me read the official description of this episode. If Tom Kane's introduction wasn't enough, Jedi Master Yoda is on a secret mission to forge a treaty with, ki- with the king of the strategic systems of Tordaria when his ship is ambushed by Count Dooku. Yoda and the three clone troopers must face off against Count Dooku's dreaded assassin Ventress and her massive droid army to prove that Jedi are strong enough to protect the king and his people from the forces of war. Uh, Yeah, this is a very action-y episode. I really enjoy this one. I I think this is a really great episode, Um, but uh, John and I were kind of just bantering a little bit before I pushed record again. Not a ton to say about this one because it's so action-based. It's just enjoyable. It's it's, uh, it's really fun. Yeah,
1: I would call this the Die Hard episode.
0: (laughs) The Die Hard episode? Yes,
1: this is the Die Hard episode.
0: One Yoda and a couple clones take on... Massive forces
1: of droids. Well, do you know how many repeat, like, die-hard, basic plot of die-hard movies there are? There's so many. There? And I say this with love because I'm, I'm a huge die-hard fan. Yeah. And there's other movies that I could say that were kind of along those same lines. Mm. Security with Antonio Banderas being one of the, one of my favorites. I've still not seen that one. Oh, I love that. But anyway, that was going to get off into a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I thought that the Tridarian King uh, Kajunko was very respectful as a politician. I mean, we already kind of saw that, like, he wants to stay neutral, but he's a very compassionate person and everything. Uh, I just thought it was very interesting how he shows up on, I believe, the moon of Ragosa, uh, like, the King uh, Traidere, I keep saying their names wrong, Toidarian King Kadunko. But basically, they're on this moon, and all of a sudden, uh, Ventress, and all these droids and everything they come and like all their ships come in and they basically ambush, the episode's called Ambush obviously. Uh, so they ambush uh, Yoda and his clones as they were trying to head to this moon uh, to stop them. And this king is so like uh, respectful and just like really wanting to give every party their fair like uh, explanation of what they're doing, just for the fact that all of a sudden Ventress comes with all of her droids before Yoda even gets there, and she's not invited to this meeting. She just shows up and stuff, and like for the Separatists, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you sign treaty with us instead of the Jedi and everything instead of the Republic?" And he hears her out. He lets he lets her basically even have a say, even though they're kind of intruding. Um, I never
1: thought of that. So bold! But actually, you know what? Having now, because this is the first episode I watched, mm-hmm. having gone back and watched the previous episode that we talked about, yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. Uh huh.
0: Based on the character like that the we know,
1: wanting to remain neutral, but uh-huh.
0: yeah, um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Also, like, so basically, what happens in this is like, so after they ambush them, Yoda, of course, escapes uh, from the ship that they're basically blowing up. Like, the Separatists are blowing up Yoda's ship and all his clones and everything. And so they escape on a bunch of escape pods and stuff to the moon. Um, but they're not at, at the rendezvous point. Um, and Ventress is talking to Yoda and stuff on the telephone, basically the holographic telephone uh, in front of King, King Dunko and stuff. And it's basically uh, suggests a competition, kind of a things like, okay, if I can capture the Jedi... Because, like, they, they're not as powerful as you think they are kind of a thing. If I can capture the Jedi with my droid army, you're, you'll sign a treaty with us. But if the Jedi win, then you can sign a treaty with the Jedi. That's essentially what yep. Ventress suggests. And Yoda's like a winner-takes-all like, fight. Exactly. And Yoda's like, I accept your challenge. And uh, King Katu goes like, okay, but I want this to be a fair fight kind of a thing. He wants uh, this to be fair. He doesn't want any cheap moves. Spoiler alert,
1: it wasn't a fair fight. No, it wasn't um but yeah uh
0: that's essentially what's happening here
1: yeah that's pretty well the whole plot
0: i thought it was so stinking bold adventurous <laughs> to even suggest this though i mean this is yoda we're talking
1: about i had a thought too about this yeah yoda like yoda i i was introduced to yoda as like he's the like The wisest, the old like the oldest, wisest Uh sage of the Jedi. Uh Like he's like top dog, big deal. Yeah. Why would they send Yoda on a just on a negotiation? Diplomatic mission. mission. Yeah. Um Good question. Like that feels like it's a little below his pay grade. But I just meant like he was very I mean more along the Along the lines of he's like a well respected, oh, yeah, been there a while, knows his yeah, stuff, yeah, he's
0: been doing this a
1: long time, and it seems like, yeah, but you know, I take that back. I think it makes sense that they would send Yoda uh-huh. because they want to, like, because he, he's probably like, as opposed to somebody like Anakin, he's not uh-huh. just gonna, like, fight, kill Roar right away, yeah, he's very, he's gonna, I think the treaty wise in his approach,
0: yeah, I think this treaty with the Tordarians must be extremely important for them to have sent Yoda and stuff too. Maybe that just kind of shows the importance of this treaty. And also probably just plot to
1: make Yoda Yoda look like really cool, which he does. Yeah. In my notes, (laughs) I wrote down Yoda is one bad mamma jamma.
0: I still think it's just insane that Fentress would even think that her droids can take out a Jedi, especially, well, okay, maybe not any Jedi, any Jedi, maybe, but Yoda, come on. This is yoda we're talking about like count dooku is yoda's old apprentice right i feel like if count dooku himself was there he would not have made this bet like even though like ventris brings this up to count dooku later in the episode and stuff what she did he didn't like kind of say oh that was stupid or that was good he didn't really seem he seemed indifferent on it almost, but I feel like if Count Dooku was the one delegating in this moment, he wouldn't have made this challenge because he knows Yoda's skills and stuff. To think that, you know, a few hundred droids could take out Yoda in this environment, no. (laughs) No way.
1: (laughs) I also loved in the, maybe this is skipping forward a bit, I loved in the like, um, there's the scene where they're like, kind of They're surrounded by the droids, and they're hiding behind this rock. Yeah. And then they're all like, what are we going to do? And Yoda just sits down, and he starts meditating. And you kind of see that the the clones are like, okay, this is probably not the time to just sit here and chill. Mm -hmm. Like, we're under attack here. Yeah. And then Ventra's like, you see the panic in her. She's like, don't let him just sit there. Like, you got to attack him now. Oh, and when he's sitting down
0: in front of all the droids? Yeah, he's, like, meditating? Yeah,
1: yeah. That also just kind of reminded me of, like, the Dragon Ball Z thing. He's going going Super (laughs) Saiyan, like... (laughs) Get him now before he goes to 9,000. <laughs> I never
0: thought about it like that.
1: <laughs> like, is he powering up? Is that what he's doing? Or is he no, just like calming so. his mind before he goes and whoops butt?
0: Honestly, when I saw that, I was like, I have no idea what the purpose of this either. It's like a mind trick tactic or something, yeah. but they're droids. I don't know. I thought that was kind of pointless. Um, especially since... I, in it
1: seriousness, I thought he was just like calming his mind to like yeah. focus. Yeah, I mean, it's a very Yoda
0: thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's a very Yoda thing to do, to just, like, do that in the middle of battle. Yeah, yeah, there's a moment where they're all kind of behind uh, Yoda and his clones. Like, how many clones were there with him? Like, four? Three. Three. Oh, yeah, it was three. Um, There's three clones with him, uh, and they're all kind of behind these, like, trees or whatever, and they're firing their laser cannons at them. And Yoda makes a comment how, like, don't worry, they're out of range. I've never understood this in Star Wars how can lasers be out of range like I don't like just the way that they kind of imply that the lasers work you just you shoot it the bullet goes straight and it hits whatever's in front of it that's
1: interesting would you have to worry about drop rate yeah there must be some kind
0: of like a fade rate I don't think you it's light light well light is affected by gravity and and some way shape or form but um i i was wondered and they've never really explained this but it,
1: <laughs> is this another four stash situation i don't know say a thing and then uh, have it never be i think be a this thing is again? just
0: a josh's overthinking things yeah.
1: moment <laughs>
0: it's just you know well, i
1: remember the, thinking that too yeah it, it's
0: because like 10 feet 15 feet in front of them things are exploding and they weren't even that far behind no no it's like if they're out of range, so it did and this seem like bullet is armor. hitting that hard, that far away. If the tree wasn't there, you'd think it would just go that much further and hit them. I don't know. It just yeah. it seemed like a silly comment to me in the moment, but again, it's probably it's just me overanalyzing it. Um, but you'd think a laser would just travel fast, and maybe it's just less powerful the further it gets. But I don't know. I digress. Oh, also, fun comment. Uh, Yoda activates his force bones to run fast.
1: <laughs> That's one of my favorite things of, like, like, you saw this in the, in Attack of the Clones when Yoda's, like, walking yes. up to start fighting Kanduku, he's like, eh, eh. yeah. Yeah, walking of a with his like, cane. Just, like, bouncing off the walls, yes. parkouring, parkouring everywhere. <laughs> But other than that, he's just, like, walking all slow, like, yeah. I don't get it. Is he, like yeah. – is he a- activating Force Bones? Yeah, he's activating Force Bones. <laughs> I love that. Is that your theory or is that actually something no, people say? No, it's just my theory. I, I like I, it. I think
0: it's just funny. I you, like that Force you Bones. You actually made a comment when we were reviewing Attack the Clones about having Force Bones. <laughs> oh, was that nice and stuff? And I, I'm just playing off that,
1: but um, I didn't know that was a me thing, it's just so funny. That's funny, like,
0: because c- you're right, like, he's an old, feeble man, essentially, well, he's 900 years old, yeah. I was gonna and say, i just like, activate force bones now, I can run super fast, and yeah. all this stuff.
1: That's funny.
0: Also, it's crazy how the droids miss, like, mm-hmm. a- yes. as much as they do, right? They... Like, there are moments. Like where the clones are just standing still because one of them uh, falls down and then the other clone goes back and tries to like grab them or whatever, and they're just sitting there <laughs> like it, there's a barrage of lasers coming at them from like a hundred different droids and nobody's hitting them and they're standing still. Those are the moments that bother me <laughs> with this show and stuff. So, and this is honestly any movie. Thing. This is a classic classic bad guy. Pro- yeah, it's a bad guy problem where it's like there's no way in a reality situation that they would actually miss, especially yeah. droids. Who you would think are programmed to have calculated shots and that they wouldn't actually fire their weapon theoretically unless they think they have the shot because they're robots. But somehow <laughs> they are completely off. And just missing constantly.
1: Yeah. You would figure the exact opposite Like they would be like programmed yeah. for accuracy. Yeah.
0: But it's almost like they're programmed to just shoot whenever they're like within a certain margin of error or something, cause they're just constantly missing all the time. Yeah. Um, like badly. Like,
1: like that's the thing that honestly I have, I've, I've noticed with, with the Star Wars universe is like mm-hmm. they make the separatists seem like this big dominating force. Yeah. But every battle, like every movie, every episode, is like they just get trounced on. Yeah. I don't get how <laughs> this war would last forever And if they're just getting trounced all of the time.
0: Especially after Yoda does this one move in this episode where he, he – one of the um, – oh, I was going to look up what their name is. I don't know why I blank on the names of droids and stuff. But the super droid – is it just called a super droid? It is. It's your super battle droid. Okay, so that is what it's called. The super battle droids, Yoda, picks one of them up, turns it around, and starts firing its lasers at the other thing. So was like, that is a killer move. Why don't they do that all the time? (laughs) If they can just choose to activate the droid's laser fire with the force, they should be doing this all the freaking time.
1: Does using the force tire you out? Like, does it exhaust you physically? I think so. Is that like why they don't do it often? Because if that was it, I would just like, oh, there's an army of a hundred droids. Like, force push, force push, force push, force push.
0: I think there's all day long force yeah, push. I think there's some level of like honor of battle or something like that that the Jedi hmm. always take into account that they don't, they don't exceed to use the force where they don't need to and stuff. I think that's just kind of some like culture of honor type of a thing with the Force. But, it I don't know, there's no rhyme or reason to it really, like at the end of the day, with all the examples we have of them using it. So yeah, it doesn't make too much sense. I, I do think that it does take something out of them to to use the Force a lot, because you see that all the time, like especially when they're lifting heavy objects and stuff, like this goes back to the original Star Wars, like uh, A New Hope, when even like Luke's trying to lift up the um X-Wing out of the swamp and stuff, it takes a lot out of them and stuff. But you can see it in Attack of the Clones that we watched the movie, where Yoda is trying is basically Count Dooku makes all that yeah, stuff fall down that's and right. about to squish them, and Yoda grabs it and lifts it, moves it off to the side. And you can see how he was like kind of exhausted from mm, using yeah. that much force. I remember that. But as something as small as a super droid. To lift that up and just spin it around and fire lasers. I don't know. You you it doesn't look like as much of an exerting thing
1: as Does it just take a lot, a lot, a lot of focus? And maybe that's why they don't do it as often? Maybe.
0: Perhaps. Or is I it guess just that would explain it away. Yeah. I, I just think it's funny. Yeah. Uh, like there there's just so many moments like where it's like that was a really cool force move. And then they don't really do it much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I remember you said that about Force Dash, and then I I immediately thought, like, Qui-Gon could have lived. Yes, the Force Dash is the biggest problem. They do
0: do that a little bit in the Clone Wars, I think, now that we're watching it again. Like, I mean, there's moments where Yoda's dashing around all over Mm. the place, so I guess he is Force Dashing in a way. Maybe that's what he's using. Maybe it's not Force Bones. (laughs) Maybe it's Force Dash. Force Dash, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Okay, funny comment here. Ventress just breaks King Katunko's phone. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, it was so rude like, It's like he's been, he's been so polite to her like yeah i'm going let you interrupt my meeting oh yeah. you broke my phone
0: it's like all of a sudden she's upset and so like you you really think you're gonna get your peace treaty signed after stealing king katuku's holographic phone out of his hands and crushing it just like hey that was my phone <laughs> 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 John's
1: cracking up over
0: here. <laughs> oh, uh.
1: but it just in my mind, I just was like, "How mad would I be if somebody just like took my phone and broke it?" Like, yeah, bro, For real.
0: It's like this stuff ain't cheap.
1: Come on, man. <laughs> That's funny, especially if it's like if it has. Uh, I was gonna say helicopter, a hologram, Holograms. helicopter. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I to change gears a little bit. I really mm-hmm. liked uh, when Yoda's like giving the clones a little pep talk like oh yes, you're know clones that too. but you you're like you're individuals mm-hmm. and you have your own personalities yeah. and like giving them like a little like a motivational pep talk yeah. I like that
0: I, I love I, I love how Yoda is always a teacher like he's always yes. a teacher yes, at heart yes. like always like there's so many examples of this like throughout this show and the movies and stuff it's just like Yoda loves to take time To teach young Jedi and young people and stuff, even though these are clones and they're not like force wielding Jedi or anything, he talks to them about how the Force is still with them and things and the Force is through them and just has that teaching moment with them. I love it.
1: I love it. Yoda would have been a great 90s sitcom dad. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is a Uh, sitcom guy. Everything is a teachable moment in a 90s sitcom.
0: Uh, always a teacher, Yoda is. On the droid note, droidicas are always the best droids. I don't know why they don't just start with them. <laughs> like the fort, the ones that roll yeah. and they have the shields. I'm just like, thing. they're so powerful. You'd think that they would make more of those ones and just lead with those because they always seem to give everyone the most trouble. Uh, mind you, I don't see why... Yoda wouldn't have been able to grab one of those with the force and turn it around that and shoot it, too. would have been easier. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're big. Okay, they're pretty big.
1: But. Here's my question now. Yeah. You know how Vader always does the force choke? Yeah. Could you just force crush a droid? Like, just... Oh, absolutely. Crush. Yeah. Yeah, they do that. Yeah. Again, like, if maybe this is just because I would be a really bad Jedi, but mm-hmm. if I was a Jedi and I was in a fight, just, oh, force push this squadron. Yeah. S- squish all of these uh-huh. guys make everybody all these people fire each other like i would just yeah. i'd fight so dirty there's Maybe a I would be a sith honestly
0: there's a thing in video games like video games for star wars video games that kind of stuff happens all the time and stuff there's a, a game i used to play called force unleashed and stuff on the wii for everyone that remembers that game that game was fun and you could grab droids and crush them and like slam them against things and stuff like that but you were also a bad guy so, <laughs> mm.
1: was that the game where you could choose if you were going to be John I, or Uh
0: To a, a degree, you could. Yeah, yeah. You 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 would have there was there was a scale. There was like a goodness mm. scale and stuff, and there was like different endings and stuff based on how okay. good you were. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Star Wars games that do that, though. Nice. My last comment about this episode here. I love how like Yoda finally gets. To King Katunko and stuff. And then Ventress is like, kill the kill King Katunko <laughs> and stuff. All of a sudden he just turns on them completely. And he's like, all right, well, if we're not going to get this treaty, we're just going to kill you.
1: She seems like she doesn't really have a plan. She's just kind of winging it. <sighs> she's,
0: yeah, I think she's really headstrong. Like, right? Like, she's uh, very arrogant. Like she's not just and...
1: going to walk away with nothing. Yeah, yeah.
0: She's like all or nothing kind of a thing. But... Yoda comes in and it's like, okay, I'm just gonna literally take your lightsabers take out your toys of your away.
1: hands again. 90s come dad, you don't can't play nice with your toys. I'm taking them away. Yeah,
0: I, I love that moment. It's just like Yoda just comes in and Ventress is about to fight her or fight him, and he's like yeah, this is nothing for me. Like, I'm Yoda. You know who you're messing with and just takes the sabers right has, out of her she hands. She has a hard
1: enough time fighting Obi-Wan. Leave Yoda alone. Yeah. <laughs> like, go back to the kid's table.
0: I was just thinking, like, man, like, that that right there is a very establishing scene of Yoda's ability mm-hmm. and stuff to be able to literally just snatch the, the lightsabers out of the hands of someone who really could go toe-to-toe with Obi-Wan. And stuff. Yeah, and all the fights that they've had, they've they usually they been were, they, pretty, They've
1: been a good challenge to each other. They have,
0: and Obi Wan's like no spring chicken. Yeah, <laughs> like he knows what he's doing too. Um, so I just think like super super cool to just show Yoda's you his ability. Want
1: to get into some ratings?
0: Let's do it. Ratings. Rate
1: that episode. Animation. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to do Tom Kane again this is this
1: is the silly episode
0: <laughs> uh, animation 6.5 again it's not anything necessarily that much better than the other ones um,
1: animation wise surprise good. surprise I gave it a 7 yeah
0: I am starting to wonder if I should have bumped that up like a couple decimal points just because the fight choreography was pretty good but um, yeah 6.5 I'm just gonna just keep it there acting was good yeah. I think acting was good. There was nothing here that was taking me out or anything.
1: Uh, 7.2 yeah. for me. I gave it a 7.8. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah.
0: Very good. Uh, character development. Uh, this is a 7. This is a solid 7 yeah, for me. 7. Uh, you also gave it a 7? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, there wasn't really much, like, aside from you just see, but maybe this isn't technically development because you've already seen it in, like, Clone Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. You just see Yoda just Yeah being a boss. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean you already knew that, so I mean it, i
0: would still count it as good development as just like reestablishing Yoda's superiority yeah. and stuff and like a new show and everything, just kind of keeping well, and that. And there's continuity also like
1: you you see like he's a very like he's a very what's the word I'm looking for? Formidable? Like he's mm-hmm. a very he's a very worthy opponent as a as a yeah. Jedi, as a fighter. But he's also really wise in, like, uh-huh. how he teaches and how he, like,
0: yeah, yeah. I would say that if you, like, if you were to have never watched any of the movies and you're just coming at this from the Clone Wars, this does a great job at establishing who Yoda is.
1: This would be a great power introduction level, to Yoda.
0: character and stuff, like you're talking about, no. with like, the teaching and everything. This is honestly a really good, well-developed, like, well-thought-out episode to kind of
1: establish yoda's character i almost want to give it a higher rating than i did yeah now that we're kind of like talking through it all Um, i'm gonna stick with my seven because again i feel like this was already established in other things that i've watched personally but i'm bumping it up i don't care come at
0: me fans
1: i'm I'm gonna leave it the same because this is already all things i knew from other episodes i'm gonna keep it at a seven
0: 7.3 boom changed it
1: you made such a big deal of it. I thought you were gonna go to like eight point five, and then no, it was just no, 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 no. three decimal points. <laughs> no,
0: it's just one character that was developed. Everyone else, you don't really get too much more from. Maybe Ventress a little bit, but because um, there's no clones that are standouts in this one either. They don't really name them that much, if they did, it was very subtle. They didn't. They didn't like focus in yeah. on any clones that much.
1: I don't know if Ventress gets better as, as we go, but from what I've seen of her so far, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of underwhelmed with Ventress.
0: Yeah. They don't do a lot with her right now. Uh, one of the seasons is like the Ventress season. Mm. Like the whole season's about Ventress mm. and stuff. And and it gets a lot more developed at that
1: point. Like but, I want to know more about her character because so far I'm just like. Yeah. Not that. She's not we'll that great there. yet. We'll get
0: there. Uh, Dialogue. I thought dialogue was good. Yeah. Um, The, the little of it that we had. In this one, 7.7 for me. I thought I really enjoyed it. We are very
1: close here. I gave it a 7.6.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Um, Again, I don't really have any, like, quotes written down. There wasn't, like, any lines that, like, blew me away or anything. But, I don't know. I thought the the dialogue that we had was all very well written. And, yeah, I just thought everything was delivered well. Yeah. Sound design, again, 6.5. No need to get into that anymore. (laughs) What was yours? 7. Seven. The the only times I'm gonna make more comments about sound design is, is really gonna be when they do more like environmental stuff that like just really pulls you in and I don't know. I feel like six point five is just gonna keep on happening for like eighty percent of yeah. the clone wars episodes for me. Uh
1: what did you give it for effects again?
0: Uh six point five.
1: Okay. So they're the same.
0: Yeah, that also Is going to continue to be the same. Until we get to kind of like the middle of the seasons for me. I don't think that's going to change too much. Um, Unless there's a particular episode that's just like extra good with certain things they animated. Um, The story. Here we go. The actual story from this episode. Very enjoyable
1: episode. I really like this episode. 7.3 for me. I gave it a 7.7. 7.7. Yeah. It was a very simple plot. Yes. But it was one that... I really enjoy seeing over and over again. Like I, yeah. like I said, this to me was last episode I said was the uh, cheesy sports underdog movie. Yeah. This one was the Die Hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing in this plot was like impressive, but it was very enjoyable. So that's what brings it into the seven tier for me is like I really enjoyed it. It's at yeah. least in the sevens. If there's anything in it that was like, oh, this was such a creative plot point, or things like that, that's what kind of brings yeah. it more into the eight category for me. But
1: actually, you know what? If we're on along those lines, because I said mm-hmm. last time I said it was the cheesy underdog sports movie. Yeah. And if this one was Die Hard, um, Supply Lines would have been an episode of The West Wing.
0: I don't know if I've ever seen any of The West Wing.
1: It's really good. It's, it's like, a lawyer show, right? It's uh, a White House president show.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen it. that's like a nineties show, right?
1: Nineties to early two thousands. Yeah.
0: It was really good. Have you seen a lot of that?
1: Uh, I'm on season two. I oh you're like watching currently watching it. Yeah, it. I started watching it with Andrea. Oh cool. But well, she got me into it, so shout out to Andrea to get for getting me into all the good shows.
0: Shout out to my girl. All right. Let me add up my score.
1: While you're doing that, I will I'll just give you my total. So my total was seven point three which i think for me i think i think 7.3 on my end is a is a fair assessment of this episode
0: 7.1 for me so we were about the same so yours is 7.2 or 7.3 you said 7.3 so that gives a millennial falcon ambush review score of 7.2 fair
1: I think that's fair. Yeah, that's
0: fair. Yeah. It's definitely a seven category episode for yeah. sure. Um yeah, yeah.
1: That is a review. Yeah. I mentioned last last episode and it's still in the works, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna put up a post on the Instagram. Go follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Falcon Podcast. Yes. Um, do that. I'm gonna put up a I'm gonna I'm still working on it. I'm gonna put up a thus far post about what we've yeah. rated so far and how they rank. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun to do. Coming soon to a uh, Instagram feed near, near you. your phone.
0: And join us next time. Actually, I don't know if it is going to be the next episode that comes out or not. We'll see. At this point in time, I'm not sure what the next one's going to be. But the next Clone Wars episode that we're going to discuss is a three-parter. So yeah, I'm excited about that one. Episodes two. Oh, so season one, episode two, three, four. So yep. we're going to go with those three. It's a three-parter episode. Go ahead, watch that so you can listen along with us for the review of it. Um,
1: but, yeah. Uh, that's a podcast in the books. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. <laughs> no, we Fridays.
0: <laughs>
1: Friday, Friday, Fridays. But I meant we're recording tonight.
0: We record on Wednesdays. <laughs>
1: So let's just no, the we, Let's just not have this in there. This is terrible ending for you.
0: Goodbye.
1: No, let's let's do a better ending than that. That was not, I don't like this ending at all.
0: Bye.